Alright, we're going. Yes, and welcome to another episode of the High and Dry Podcast with your co-hosts Oshin and Dark McGarrigal. And Sir Jesus Christ of Nazareth. My second name is Hanlon. Yep. Yeah, I go for the old uh, religious. I go for religious things a lot at the start. Jesus Christ, Muhammad, peace be upon him. Uh, yeah. Buddha. Does Buddha have a thing that people say? No, because Buddha's better than them. Oh, right. So, so Buddha would never. <laughs> oh, he's too cool. He's too cool to have a thing that people say about him. Yeah, exactly. How could you ever uh, win the holy war if unless for a true coolness? I think that's the move. Because if you start trying to play the game of Muhammad... Or Jesus, you're already you're already lost. No, what about the Namaste? Oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nam, but 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 Jesus, uh, I guess you would say uh, that's true. Actually, uh, yeah, because he was. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Yeah, I just lost. And Buddha's also God. And now move forward into downward facing dog. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that's the only yoga thing I know. That's the yoga thing. But the Muhammad is definitely a lot more like you really get into it because every time you say Muhammad, you have to say peace be upon him. Is that what it is? is that what inshallah means? Uh, oh, hey, shit! It is what inshallah means, I think. Uh, but I would say uh, I would say like peace be upon him, salam a fucking like him. What's going on? Yeah, what does that mean? Salam alaikum. I don't know. I it think feels it, like inshallah is what uh, Arab Muslims say, and salam alaikum is what the black Muslims say. But that might just be my prejudice from movies and tv <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point uh, salam salam alaikum might be a bit westernized like might be just what the westernized people say uh inshallah but no 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 i think salam alaikum is what everyone says though but inshallah might mean something inshallah i do think means peace be upon him salam alaikum means like uh, like it's essentially how are you hello it'd be funny if it's uh, like be a glitch in irish right okay so they're just different things uh, yeah and then i guess yeah I don't know. I guess you just see more black people, black Muslims saying hello on TV, and you see more, <laughs> uh, you see more Arab Muslims saying uh, inshallah. Yeah, like they I, already know each other because if you see them on TV, they're already part of a plot. <laughs> they're not, they're, they're not greeting anyone. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They're not like, what am I doing this movie? You're like, no, you're integral to the exposition. But but uh, like you know, I was thinking when I was in jail back in my my. Uh, well, I was just saying it would be funny if black Muslims jail. were like uh, uh, Italian Americans and they just got everything wrong, and they were just like, oh yeah, like you know the way like <laughs> Gabagool, Gabagool is just like them trying to pronounce some Italian word and just like fucking it up horribly. <laughs> so yeah, just, they just start making noises and they're like, yeah, it's the Gabagool. Yeah, and you look at Sopranos like, and you're just it's funny. They're like, we're Italian. Can you speak Italian? No, Gabagote. <laughs> no, what are you doing? Well, we can't speak English. Steve Gabo, we're Italian, of course. To our bones, to the corner of our heart. Uh, can you say uh, where is the library? Hey, Gabo, no. No, I'm not going to the library. Who's going to lie? library over here <laughs> no i was thinking when, back when i in my my days in jail those long long two and a half days i spent in the slammer yeah uh i you know i was like okay how am i going to survive this all right there's a group of muslims over there am i going to convert okay the black muslims yeah you i thought, was you like you could get in with that crowd <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly i was like oh she, it's it's sink or swim right now uh, look at those guys. Those guys aren't afraid of death. Those guys are wearing nice hats. They're reading the Quran. I'm going to join them. Yeah. So I went over to him and said, How are you, fellas? Salama fucking like him. Come on, What's going on, guys? I want in. What is, what's the game? They looked at They were not happy. <laughs> they were not happy. They started asking me, like, but do you know this is a commitment? This is a sacrifice. It's about sacrifice of life. And I'm like, I can do all of that shit. What do you want me to Yeah. You're fuck. like, for two days, I can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> two days. I can fucking, I don't have to poo if you don't want me to. I can hold it in. He says, well, you know, what do you do? Do you, uh, do you drink? I'm like, hell yeah, brother. Are we drinking? What do we got? Some, some, some toilet wine? How do you think I got in here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I was my slide in, man. I went, you got some uh, bathtub wine? He's like, no, no, no. Bathtub, sorry. <laughs> bathtub wine's for the fancy prisons. You get toilet wine. I really, I really showed how, how hard, <laughs> I really showed hard this prison sentence was. Anyway, so he was in his bathtub. So I, he was like, no, no, we can't drink. We can't drink. It's against the religion. I'm like, oh, okay, I won't drink. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, fuck that. Who needs that? 
and uh, and he's like, all right, do you, do you have sex outside marriage? I'm like, hell yeah, what's going on? I'm not following the plot. <laughs> who, we, who we meeting? We going out tonight, bro? He's like, no sex before marriage. You must be, you know, committed to your wife and your family. And I was like, good, good, good. And uh, he was like, and then the fi- I was like, all right, I can do, I can hold both of those in for two days. And he's like, all right, the last one, do not draw the Prophet Muhammad. And I was like, guys, sorry, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deal breaker. Everybody needs pastimes. Look at myself. It's mostly Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hieroglyphics. It's just I, the minute I got in there, it's my, it's my safe place. <laughs> my safe place is scribbling the Prophet Muhammad. <laughs> Uh, so yeah I had to give a pass and also I think an Irish Muslim uh, Jesus Christ like, I'm pretty sure if you're an Irish Muslim if you walk into Gatwick Airport a cage just falls on your head <laughs> like, like, like like there's a big block of cheese over there and you're like mousetrap like, well, look at that cheese with that waving shadow over it who's eating anyone eating that cheese over there? no that's yours there you Irish Muslim I feel, unfortunately, Al Porter has a joke about Irish Muslims already, but I, th- I feel like he's uh, he's excommunicado, so we can we can do we can do it. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna cancel that again. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tw- twerk my sweet ass in front of him, make him touch it, and then like, I'm like the Dennis Dennis the menace of the gay community. Anyway, I get in there, I get the compliments, I start flirting around the bars, I get the compliments, I put them in my hump, my my camel hump. And uh, and then and then they're you like at with all their honey or cookies or whatever whatever Dennis <laughs> Menace steals. Exactly. I my hand is dripping with the <laughs> honey of the compliments from the gay community, and you know they're buying me drinks. And then at the end of the night, when I'm around a gay fella, after he's given me all the compliments and all the sweet sweet honey, uh, he goes, "So do you want to come back to my house?" And I go, "Hey, I'm not gay." And he's like, "What? But you were hanging around with me all night, and we're, I was buying you drinks, and you were flirting with me." I was like. No, and then I just disappear into a puff of smoke. You know, there's a word for that now. It's called queer baiting. Oh, it's not just being a tease. Shit. And it's and it's a it's a it's it's Shit. it's an offense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, if you want me to track down and and really get Al Porter out again, you're gonna have to let me. I'm gonna have to use some weapons you don't agree with. Weapons nope. such as queer baiting. You're gonna have to accept such things. But I think he's like he's double jeopardy. You can't get him twice. Wait, what's I mean, what, double jeopardy mean? Double jeopardy, you can't be tried for the same crime twice. Uh, as made. What? You've never heard of this? I need to know. This is fucking. This is, this is. Talk about honey to my ears. You've never heard of the Ashley Judd movie called Double Jeopardy about this very premise? No, this is fantastic. You obviously, weren't, you obviously weren't 14 years old in 1998. Yeah, uh, by God, I wasn't. Uh, so the plot of the movie is that Ashley Judge, she was convicted of murdering her husband, but her husband actually faked his death and is still alive. And now her conviction is over. She's out, but double jeopardy applies, which means she can murder her husband anytime she wants. That's amazing. And premise then, to a movie. And Tommy Lee Jones is kind of, he's playing the same sort of role he did in The Fugitive, but basically he's just falling around being like, don't murder your husband. And that's, she's that's like, the whole movie. She's like, like I won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like sharpening her knife. <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah. such a fucking here, man. Take notes. That's a good fucking plot to a movie. But but yeah, so I was thinking convert to Islam, me and Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, I thought me and Sinead O'Connor, one way we could hang out. Uh, do you know what I find? I, I saw, I was just in uh, Galway. Have you heard of it? Mm. It's in the West. Yeah. Of Ireland. Big. Not small. <laughs> city <laughs> to the West. A, t- a town, I would call town, it. A town, a yeah. town. Uh, I was in the Roisin Dove pub. No, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I was in the Roisin Dove. No one was. I was in a pub. Uh, who knows what I was called? <laughs> I don't think we'll ever know. But Sinead, there's a poster of Sinead O'Connor there, and she was absolutely gorgeous. Like, she's incredibly, she's incredibly beautiful. Like, from oh, When she was young, I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, younger. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, she incredibly was. Incredibly beautiful. Yeah. And I was curious. I was like, I was like, because she played the Roisin Dove. And she kind of... Used to perform there. I mean, she's performing this pub <laughs> a lot. Who knows what the pub was? It was in Galway. Who knows? Something rose, black rose or something. And um, but she, uh, yeah, like that. She there's a story of her. You know the story. Sinead O'Connor, right? She was in uh, America, big big country to the west. You know yep. America, eh? Yeah, it's like uh, a big Galway. 
exactly, exactly. It's like three times the size of Gala. At least. <laughs> if not four. <laughs> well, easy, easy, but, you know, <laughs> we're not geography. <laughs> uh, so, she, you know, she did, she played, she played SNL. And she was the musical guest at Saturday Night Live. And she famously came out on stage and she ripped the page of, uh, of the Pope. Yeah, picture of the Pope. It was held in front of the camera, ripped it in half, uh, and then sang her song. Yeah. Uh, was, the song wasn't Nothing Compares to You, was it? Because it's because you can't. Now, weirdly like, enough, it was who let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to give me that was a good one. Right? You got to give it. Got to give me something, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> oh. she was just using the uh the church uh child abuse to distract from the fact she just stolen a song from the baha man exactly <laughs> she, she knew it was like shit they're gonna figure yeah. out that change. i don't got nothing <laughs> yeah change change the narrative quickly sinead <laughs> i do a cover of prince's song and i steal from the baha man <laughs> people are gonna start figuring out i'm a one-trick pony <laughs> I, I gotta do the old switcheroo it's funny, I can't do a Sinead O'Connor impression, obviously, but it's also funny to imagine her singing Who Let the Dogs Out and just really belting out that hoo hoo. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. hoo hoo! And just that distance haunting. Yeah, holding the note for like two hours. Just just impregnating it with the most severe melancholy ever. Yeah. But it's about Who <laughs> Let the Dogs Out. But I just assume it wasn't because, like, if you're going to rip up a picture to Pope, you got to play a kind of rock and song. You can't really play a ballad, can you? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and, and it would be, I assume she ripped the, up the Pope because of the child molestation chart. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, in those days, this was a conspiracy theory, and people were like, oh, Shana Khan is crazy. Nothing's going on. Why would you? Why would you even think that? Where would you even get such an idea in your stupid, crazy, bald head? Vote RFK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, and like all conspiracy theorists, she was eventually proved one hundred percent right. <laughs> and she never got an apology from Lauren Michaels. Uh, oh, Lauren, a piece of yeah. fucking shit. Banned. Yeah, still banned. Still banned. Yeah. Yeah, even though she was right, that'd be like, like your conspiracy about um, a particular race of people. <laughs> controlling the weather that would be the uh, the straight white males <laughs> exactly <laughs> the straight white males are controlling the weather and if you were like you're already banned from snl i don't know why i am banned yeah oh you're talent <laughs> <laughs> i forgot do not let that guy in here uh, his talent levels are far too long <laughs> <We're> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Weirdly, Lauren just saw one clip of me doing stand-up and was like, I know he's not even auditioning, but like, just, there's a list. There's a, there's a list of people who just can never get on SNL. Yeah. Annoyingly, annoyingly enough, Pete Davidson showed him the video. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Pete, you got it. Yeah. You know how to do stand-up, but this guy who, who writes material <laughs> and doesn't just talk about pop stars, he fucks. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, so, so, she, so she ripped up the pop. And she did, yeah, I don't know what song. I would imagine it wasn't Nothing Compares to You by Prince. But she, yeah, then she, yeah, re, not, 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 not far after that, uh, not long after that time, uh, she meets Prince. <laughs> Prince starts slapping her. Oh, yeah, well, so Prince so was very upset because he's, he's a very religious man, Prince. Yes, uh, oddly uh, enough, yeah. Yeah. Even so, though he makes girls drink milk out of uh, cat saucepans and shit. Does he do that? Yeah, yeah, he gets, uh, <laughs> girls want to fuck him so much, he gets them to line outside his room at uh, any hotel he stayed in, and he'd leave little bowls of milk out, and, and they'd have to lick out the... Is that true? Nah, I'm making that up. <laughs> <laughs> but he could. He could if he wanted to. He could have done that, yeah. And if he maybe had the imagination. <laughs> exactly. See, I have the imagination, <laughs> yet I don't have the clout. Yeah, you'd be a real menace if you were like a prince level pop star, I feel. No, no, but all my meditation, <laughs> you know, we're, you know, I, I would definitely, uh, I would do a bit of that. <laughs> but come on, so would the Buddha, come on. It's not really meditating if you're just thinking about horrible stuff you do if you have the money and clout. Horrible? <laughs> I'm trying to break down their egos. <laughs> it's your ego. If you will not drink milk out of a cat, uh, a cat bowl, uh, uh, that's your ego speaking. So you must let go of that. Yeah. 
and, and also I've leftover milk that I don't know what to do with <laughs> and I'm leaving tomorrow so <laughs> <laughs> you just want to get that's that's the plan it's just to get rid of the milk <laughs> yeah don't waste that's what I was thought was growing up I don't think that's what my mother meant but you know <laughs> no waste no based anyway so 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 prince yeah so for some reason i met somewhere well no i mean he so he asked to meet her because obviously because he oh, really the song he felt oh, okay. sort of you know uh, an ownership over i guess what she did in public like and he said oh you shouldn't be ripping up the picture of the pope he's very mad at her and yet he hit her and then i think <laughs> but and then like could you a, imagine that a hit from prince i know yeah but like it was anyone else that's a story about like abuse and that's like a very scary story it was like man hitting this female pop star but obviously, Sinead O'Connor then proceeded to kick the fucking shit out of Prince because <laughs> he's five foot tall and she's pretty fucking hard. So, like, uh, but it's obviously the funniest thing to imagine a fight between Sinead O'Connor and Prince. It's like, amazing. And why Prince even started the fight? Why even thought he had a chance? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was he thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah this fucking hardy Irish rose. Like, yeah. God yeah, damn yeah, it. No idea what he's in for. Oh my God. I'm just imagining him just slap, slappity, <laughs> slap, slap, slap. Yeah. Obviously, we're imagining the Chappelle version of Prince as well. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's just wearing a full leather, pink leather suit with a big fluffy cravat. And then it's just like, how dare you? And then uh, they just proceeds to break his nose and jaw and in the fucking body shot. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it happened because yeah, in this in this uh, undisclosed public Galway, she uh, yeah she she was like she would t- tell that story and stuff. You know? you know what else is interesting about that song? Nothing compares to you is that like I think like, when Sinead O'Connor sang it, she said she sang about like her mother who had died. Yeah. Uh, but then Prince wrote that song about his uh, housekeeper who had quit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was about the, his reflection in the mirror. Oh, that would also be great. Like, no. But I think it's funnier that it was just about the person who cleaned up after him, yeah. who just quit because the prince was just being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, wrote this like beautiful ballad. Like, and then there's like, there's all these lines that make that are so much more literal. Like, I think there's a bit where it's like, uh, all the roses that you planted, mama, in the garden, they all died when you went away. And it's like, you feel like the roses are like the love or whatever, but like, no, he just Prince didn't water the flowers. So they all died when his housekeeper wasn't there to do it for him. Like. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and it's and that kind of shows you. Sometimes you think musicians are really deep, and and you know, there's kind of many levels to some of the stuff. But sometimes they're just super talented, and they just you know, and they you know, like like Eddie Murphy and stuff like. Yeah, well, Prince is just one of those geniuses who could just do any, even the stupidest shit he wrote, wrote was brilliant. Like, yeah, or same with yeah, Kanye West, like, you're a you're, you're yeah, hero. Exactly. You're a you're hero. I'm not even ashamed of that. <laughs> we all have our heroes. My hero is, uh, you know, your heroes shape you. You know, my hero is Maya Angelou. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your hero is Kanye West and uh, Logan Paul. <laughs> different people <laughs> i'm not judging you there's no there's no, none's better than the other i'm just saying but also Kanye west was my hero before he decided to go defcon 4 on the jews uh, <laughs> defcon 5 oh yeah sorry dead defcon 5, Death-con 5 yeah, yeah. yeah uh so i don't support that bit but all the stuff he did up to then was was very good uh, also the racism yeah he done a lot of bad stuff but <laughs> yeah but it wasn't so it was still it was still eccentric a bit at times it would get a bit much, but it was still you kind of it'd bring out a good song and you'd forget about it. Yeah, but I don't know why that was the line really. I mean, I guess like I do, but like he'd, he'd certainly <laughs> said pretty problematic stuff before that. Like, yeah. So it was just that one thing really pushed him over the line. Like, well, then he went on every podcast in the country. And <laughs> well, yeah, he doubled down and he doubled down even more. Like when he was on Alex Jones, and Alex Jones was like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Really? Calm down. Let's not say some crazy stuff when you're in that position. Yeah. That's not good. Like, yeah, if you turn Alex Jones into Woody Allen, <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking. You're some magical, uh, magical chaos elf. Yeah, no. He repeatedly said he liked the Nazis, which obviously is a terrible thing to say. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't like to judge, but yeah, they were yeah, bad guys. No, they were bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> and they wouldn't have liked Hattie, Obviously, this is why you give. I like. This is why it's like. I feel like you give him some, not a pass, but like some kind of sympathy as in, obviously he wasn't being rational, being like, I'm a supporter of a guy who would have 
who would have like Holocaust me. Yeah. As in, that's obviously an irrational thing to say. Yeah. So that's why I don't think he was thinking, you have to be like, yeah, he was being crazy. Whereas if he'd said other racist stuff, you may be like, ah, it wasn't great, but it was all racist stuff that was against, that would have affected his own race, you know? Yeah. Like same way he said all racist stuff about black people. It's like, well, he is black, so it's not, that's not a rational thing to be racist against your own race. Yeah. If he said it, I don't know, if he was like, I don't know. There were, there were things he could have said that would be more straightforwardly racist. Yeah. But that seems more crazy to be a black guy who hates black people yeah. and supports the Nazis. Yes. You know? Yeah. There was a, there's a lot to Kanye where it is, his mind is a bit, he kind of is just wants to, there's a part of him that wants to create chaos and wants to create controversy and reaction and kind of poke the flames. But then he's not capable of handling the flames once he pokes them. No. So the so the instinct is to say things that you know people react to. That's just the instinct. That's an artist, most you know, great artists that they they're you know they're provocateurs in a way. But but if you're a fucking if you're speaking, see that's the thing. You listen to him in conversations. He doesn't say anything interesting in conversations. He's great at music. You want to listen to him through music, but the minute he starts talking, you're, like, you're not actually good at forming ideas and talking. I think he says learning stuff sometimes. I don't think I wouldn't say he's tell. I yeah, I don't think he's like an amazing speaker or whatever. But he does say, you know, he you know he can be funny sometimes. Oh, that's that. true. Yeah, yeah, he can be funny. But it's like when he tries to talk about any deep idea, he just starts fumbling and falling, and then get yeah. frustrated, and then get angry. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not a deep thinker. And yeah. I don't think he just needs me, you know. Right. But, but in his music, he can convey a lot of stuff once he's given that kind of avenue. Yeah, and it is working through him, like like Prince, you know, or like uh, Eddie Murphy or whatever, like that. Uh, is Eddie Murphy included in these? I don't know why I include Eddie Murphy in like uh, people are good at things. Was he, he was good at stand up, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was a good actor. Like, uh, you know, actor. I like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I don't know if he'd put him in the same league as Kanye and Prince. Uh, Everybody does, though, in America. Or comedians do. Well, what's the thing they all have in common? <laughs> <laughs> They're rich. <laughs> They're all uh, rich. What I, I would just be like, because Eddie, I mean, Eddie Murphy was a great stand-up as well, but I'd be like, I, I would give more, you know, Kanye and Prince were creating their own stuff in a way maybe Eddie Murphy wasn't. I know he's running his own stand-up, but he was, I, think, I just think he's a great movie star. Yeah. That's not as good as being like a great musician in creative, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah, you can say that, and I, I understand why you would say that, but it's still it's just so rare. It's kind of magical. Like. I mean, Eddie Murphy. I mean, he's obviously he's way more charismatic than Kanye and Prince combined. Like, and he's true. just the most. He was the most charismatic guy for like five years, and yeah. then he suddenly lost it somehow. On <laughs> 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 an occasion, he comes back, but not really. But, uh, uh, I still, still kind of like him and stuff. But but it's but like, in up here in the eighties, he was just the coolest guy in the world. But it's crazy. Like, like if you watch SNL, there's a sketch that he did. That actually, when you watch the sketch, it doesn't make any sense. The sketch doesn't exist. There isn't a structure to the sketch. There's no jokes to the sketch. There's no setup to the sketch. There's no actual punchline to the sketch. Eddie comes out. <laughs> In a uh, in a robe and there's a bathtub, and he's James Brown, and the whole sketch for about like five minutes, he just tries to get into the bathtub and he can't get into the bathtub because it's too hot. <laughs> but he, but uh, or no, the hot I, tub, the hot tub. I think I get the sketch. He's making like James Brown sounds as he as he's trying to get in. Oh yeah, like oh yeah. No, it's not Eddie Murphy going. Oh, that's too hot. Yeah, it's he's doing the sketches. Him doing yeah, just James Brown trying to get into a hot tub with a band behind him going. It's too hot to the hot tub. Can't do it. Ow! It's too hot. But that makes sense. What do you mean it doesn't make sense? I mean it's not a brilliant sketch, but like that makes total sense. Like, no, but I mean like there's no like it it's. Firstly, there's no other cast member in the sketch. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just an impression, like, yes, just of turn course. into a sketch, like. Of course, but it's still, like, there's no, firstly, there's no other cast members in the sketch. Secondly, the, whoever the host was that night is not in the sketch. I don't think he was the host. And then, uh, and, yeah, like, there's no, like, it's not, like, set up where, oh, stuff happens, stuff happens, and then there's a payoff uh, where, yeah, like, I don't know, there's some, whatever, you know, like, there's, yeah, what, whatever the sketch would be, it's, like, Oh, I'm I'm trying to get some immigration papers or whatever like that. But uh, I feel like so many SNL sketches are like that, though. I, I, I don't, don't know. I, just... I, I don't know any like that. Like I don't know any. 
SNL sketches that are uh, not that they're the fucking gold standard for them because they're shit, but but just it's an incredible to watch that they just give five minutes to one of the cast members to, uh, <laughs> to on their own in the middle of the stage to just try to get into a hot tub as James Brown. Well, what was it? What was your name? Kristen Kristen Wiig had a sketch that I guess was probably just a ripple of that sketch, and she did like she was like Liza Minnelli trying to turn on a lamp. Oh, and that's she was true. Like, oh, turn on a lamp, or whatever. Doing a Liza Minnelli. Impression. Oh, that is true. That is uh, true. But now that you're saying, I'm like, oh, I guess that was just they. Somebody somebody watched that Eddie Murphy sketch and was like, what if we got a different comedian to? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. But, but actually, I would say Kristen Wiig perhaps does not have the once in a generation charisma that Eddie Murphy had. <laughs> Whoa, strong words. <laughs> Derek McGarrigo. Uh, I know you're taking a stand there, and I appreciate it. But yeah, like, but it is. It was. Inc- it's. It's funny you watch the sketch because it is just him, incredibly. And no, no, there probably has been sketches like that. It's just when I watched it recently, I was like, wow. It's just like imagine this live show that has. You know, it's just yeah, it's eighty, so it's not long old. It's not. It's not too old. And he, uh, yeah, it's just like Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's like, I have an idea for a sketch. What's your idea for the sketch, Eddie? 21-year-old Eddie Murphy. He's like, what if me, I do my James Brown impression alone on stage and I try to get into a hot tub and I can't get in because it's too hot for five minutes. And that sounds pretty, let's I, do it. I do agree that when Eddie Murphy was an SNL, I think the premise of every sketch was, what if I'm Eddie Murphy and I just go on stage and just do something? They're like, sounds great. Yeah, fuck, people will love it. We got nothing else. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who else? Oh, we could go to Joe Piscopo. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he's he's exactly. our other option here. Like, oh my. He's going to do his Frank Sinatra impression. It's 1985. <laughs> We're doing a Frank Sinatra impression. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't do I, I don't think, would you, SNL, would you ever want to do something like SNL? Uh, Obviously, you wouldn't say no. But yeah, like, you wouldn't say no. Uh, it'd be hard to say no. But it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't be. But I mean, it, it would, could ruin your life. Like a lot of people seems to ruin their lives. I don't know. Because if you suck in SNL, you kind of get stuff out of it. I feel like. Yeah. Lots of people have, you know, when Chris Rock bombed in SNL, mm. and obviously he was very well. Uh, it's definitely possible to to not do well in SNL, and then it doesn't impede your career. I don't think it impedes anyone's career. Oh really? Yeah, I don't think anyone's really aside from that guy who like stabbed himself in the snow. <laughs> Charles Rocket. I think Charles Rocket. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Charles, as your career counselor, I would advise against it. Uh, no, come on, I want to do it because uh, you remember that time that uh, Chevy Chase. He's so funny. They're like, yeah, yeah, but you're going to end up stabbing yourself in the chest in the snow. Yeah. So him, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to Chris Farley? <laughs> oh, Chris Farley. And then obviously, uh, who's the guy whose wife shot him in the face? Yeah, but that was coincidence. Like that happened years later. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was he was very successful. Like SNL didn't make his wife shoot him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was Andy Dick. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone listening to this who's not from America, that was a great joke. But, uh, <laughs> that was a perfect joke. <laughs> but if only we were in America. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I would do. I, I, it, um, yeah, I think I would do. I, now I would do it. But. You do. You actually do well on us now because they, they always want that like wild person, like yeah, that's yeah. kind of thing. They, they always need like they, they want it until they have it. <laughs> <laughs> you want it until you I have mean, it. You would have. You would have to deal with like Lauren trying to get you to die because he's like. Well, a lot of great people, you know, Chris Farty, James Belushi, you know, a lot of, I think this is what Pete Davidson hears every day. You know, a lot of the great, you know, they, they overdosed and they died. Maybe that could be something you could do. Yeah, there'd be a lot of like, yeah, fucking gaslighting, or not gaslighting, but like implying about, uh, yeah, like people like yeah, Farley. And they're legends. They're legends now. Or uh, what's his name? The, the guy who died in a, a hotel in California. In LA, I forget his name, but. He did the samurai. He did the samurai thing. Jim Belushi. Belushi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people died in a hotel in California. That's true. But he, uh, yeah, be a lot of that. Just being like, oh, they're legends now. Everyone thinks they're legends. And Pete's like, yeah, they want that to happen to me. Uh, fucking Pete. But I, uh, yeah, I, I could do it now. I think. I think uh, um, as of like a year, I think I'd be. But I think if I did it in my. Uh, like my when people do it in their mid twenties, I'm like, holy shit! That's when you do it, though. Like, that is really when you do it. Like, time, and they, they don't want young people. So yeah, I think you can get it a bit after 
I think I think the cutoff time is like thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, I mean, and, Phil and, and that's was late. Old, but he but yeah. then he was Phil Hartman, so that was and Leslie yeah. Jones and stuff like that. But yeah, the move is like twenty five, really twenty six. Yeah, you're supposed to be. It's 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 a show for they want like young, sexy people. They're going to go on and have great careers. Like, that's, that's the what move. They want. Like that's the move. Yeah, yeah. You and you. That's why you like Pete Davidson because he's young. <laughs> just it. Is that it? I keep trying to fucking figure out. I don't want Pete Davidson to take up all this podcast all the time, but he's just a, he's a Rubicon. I just can't figure his, can't figure this fucker out, man. It's a paradox. Uh, you think you meant a uh, a Rubik's cube? Shit! What's a Rubicon, man? A Rubicon was that river that Caesar had to cross when he invaded Rome. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I described it perfectly. That's exactly how I feel about Pete Davidson. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that is true. I, Yeah, like 25 to 30, I think, is the real time, really. Because I yeah. know Norm started late as well. Long live Norm. Uh, what was he like? When he was in 20s. He so. was late. He was, tw- he was like 29 or 30 when yeah, he started. Yeah. But he was older than everyone. Oh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of no, like, he was like, oh, he's a fucking old guy. Uh, um, but when I moved to America... I mean, writers can be old. It's like, they definitely have those people, like, uh, yeah, like stars tend to be young. This is true, this is true, yeah. But then Bill Murray must have been old. Or did he just... Well, that's the look, thing. He, no, I think Bill Murray just always looked ancient. Like. <laughs> Maybe that would work to his advantage. No, no, they are, no, no, they were older. Like, I think back in the day, they were, I think around 30, like, stuff like that. And then they, they became younger... Uh, later and now right. it's and now it's 20 yeah it's like 25 to 30 is when you would be looking for people at 30 at most and really you're looking like you know early 20s preferably actually if you can but those people are not reliable like yeah think about how crazy you know think about how fucking inconsistent and fucked up you are in your early 20s and now look at me look look how together i am i know yeah it's amazing <laughs> the growth you see in a human being but I feel like people, you know, do you think if you, I, I think if I got hired at, at SNL in 20, at 21, I would have, you know, got my shit together, maybe. No, yeah, you would have. I think that pressure would have put it, would have focused me. Yeah. I wasn't focused at all at that stage. But yes. I think, you know, you either do or you don't. So I think, I think I would have done it. Yeah. I think you would have, yeah. I you don't think, think I would have. I don't know. I, I don't think you so. You feel as a performer, like? I don't think so. I really don't think so, but I could be wrong. But I, you I, are. I do notice that every time I have to like set up the camera for this podcast, uh, it's very difficult, Angie, like to like sit in place and hold the microphone so I can see where you're sitting. So that would be an issue with any kind of like acting or like live performance. Derek. Where it's like Derek. <laughs> the venom coming out of your mouth right now, the spite. That's filling the room. You can't smell it, any audience, but the the, the, the taste in the air of, of iron and metal and the, 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 is is filled the room like that like that scene in Dune where where Oscar Isaac bites his tooth and he uh, <laughs> yeah in that Derek basically that scene in Dune where where Oscar Isaac has been uh, tricked by. Uh, I'm like, come closer. I've got something to say, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Derek just cracked a molar, <laughs> and me in my big fucking elephant suit, <laughs> my flow. I still don't understand that character's fucking magic abilities. But Derek basically just has—he's a, you know, you know the way uh, CIA agents they have a a a, a cyanide pill in their molar, uh, so they can't eat corn ever <laughs> or they can't eat any that's why it's there yeah any hard food <laughs> any hard food and they die it would be hard to be like an undercover agent and then you're in these like you're in these eastern european countries and all their food is like not cooked and like <laughs> i've actually always thought about this how do you not how do you not accidentally break them over <laughs> what if someone gives you a toffee or something hey hey here's a toffee and a hazelnut yeah do you want some? no no you're allergic yeah, you're yeah, allergic yeah. to them as well yeah i only can eat porridge and soup yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Derek just did the equivalent of that to me uh, uh, during this podcast he bit down one of his molars and it had this uh, smoky venom poison in it and blew it in my face well look it had been building up a long time and that's all it was <laughs> that wasn't so bad <laughs> and now it's over um, but uh, wait 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 but real quick what is the, what is the power of that guy in Dune have you read Dune 
Uh, yeah, but I don't remember it. I read it when I was a kid. So, I, yeah, all I remember is that the, the motto Baby has, which I was... Fear is the like. mind killer. Yeah, yeah. You and know about that. Ur- Earthworm Jim, so that was, I think, why I remember it. That's from Earthworm Jim. <laughs> well, no, it was in Dune originally, but it's also in Earthworm Jim. No way. Yeah, remember... Earthworm... That's deep for Earthworm Jim. I know, yeah, but that was a deep show. Like. Another fucking sh- weird um, abstract show that just yeah, Earthworm, functions Earth, for kids. Earthworm Jim was clever-like. Uh, but yeah, his sidekick would... Because uh, his sidekick would turn into a monster when he got scared. I think he was kind of like the Hulk. Hmm. Uh, so he would he would repeat that over and over to try and calm himself down before he would turn into the monster like yeah 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 uh, but yeah but so I, I I feel like I really remember it from Room Jam but I say I remember it from Dune because that sounds cooler <laughs> <laughs> you remember it but yeah yeah but and you embody it as well anytime you're afraid you 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 um, yeah I do not fear fear is the mind killer fear is the source of all destruction I think I probably something else yeah I and will, then will, really uh, loud music starts happening yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will face my fear I will walk through it not around it and then when I look back at my fear the fear will be gone only I will remain it's something like that god damn man yeah if I didn't hate you so much I would cheers you this was <laughs> fucking nice uh, that was great man yeah 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 and it's funny with this right because, yeah, when I've, I've read that book and then I left it somewhere on my fucking world travelers. God damn, just travel around the world, being cool, mainly in my room on YouTube. <laughs> I'm so cool. I'm up in the Himalayas in a hotel on YouTube. <laughs> I'm just tra- I'm traversing Africa in a car on YouTube looking at the Joe Rogan series. <laughs> Uh, um, but while I was there, I was I tried to re- I was uh, <laughs> tried to redo, but uh, I, I will finish. Actually, I won't. I need to need a co- new copy. But that stuff is on. Unre- when I was reading it, it's like the fucking Bible. It is the deepest. Some of these books, like I've read Lord of the Rings, but like they are so. There's so much better than the fucking Bible. Like some of these uh, um, religions, uh, uh, except for Islam. <laughs> Islam's always correct. There's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> but every other religion we can we can mock, except for Islam. But well, Dune's a very Islamic religion. I feel like, <laughs> or well, they're in the desert. So. Uh, wait, say that adjective again. Islami. There we go. Uh, well, I mean, it's always they're in the desert. It's obviously sort of based on like yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear, but like stuff like that. Fear is the mind killer. Like fucking fantastic. And yeah, that's no, great. And then every other line is like this incredibly yeah deep perspective on how to live life. Like. Like, kill anyone who's different than you. <laughs> Use your telekinetic abilities to control people. You know, really yeah. pragmatic. <laughs> really stuff you can apply to your lives. Use that thing where you where you speak and then everyone's heads explode or whatever he does. Like Exactly. It applies to your own life in simple ways. <laughs> What's your thing he said? He says, like, my my name is a killing word or something like that. Oh, like, yeah. My name is a killing word. That's nice. But But, you know, to be stuff in it where, like, yeah, it is very Star Warsy. Like there is a scene, and I, this is in the movie, and I guess it's in the book. I don't know how much um, artistic uh, liberty they took, but there's a scene where they're flying. It's so Star Warsy. They're flying through a sandstorm in a um, in like this firefly um, 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 plane. But well, that's not the Star Warsy part. But they like the one of the wings isn't working, and then he retracts the wings. And it's like become one, like just you. Oh yeah, well he has the force essentially. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah, yeah. it's all about using the force. And then they're obviously in the desert, like in Star Wars. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely Star Wars. It's yeah. kind of a bit of a rip off of it. But it's so. And it, they have swords so as well. Oh, they do. Even though it's the future. So the like, swords from the Earthworm Jims. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is that why it was Earthworm Jim? Was it connected to Dune? Because he's an he's an he's an earthworm. Well, he's an earthworm. But does he does Earthworm Jim? He has some kind of sword, does he? No, no, no. But I'm just saying because he's an earthworm, and then there's sandworms. Oh yeah, uh, maybe that was where they got the idea. Possibly. Earthworm Jim was an earthworm, and then his suit made him super intelligent. I remember this. So <laughs> yeah. it's like without the suit, he's just a worm, which oh, yeah. is kind of freaky when you think about it. Like, uh. as in like his whole his his mind comes from the suit. Yeah, and without the suit, he's nothing. Yeah, but who is Earthworm Jim? Is it the suit or is it the worm? Well, you, Derek McGarry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You remind me of a worm. <laughs> Not for the reasons you want. <laughs> no, no, you remind me of a worm because you're a, you're a hero. 
that runs around and anytime people are afraid you you help them not be afraid oh thank you nah I'm lying <laughs> <laughs> I like your fucking wormy face um, do you ever think about this this is this is a very uh, Seinfeldy bit uh, the early bird gets the worm but the early worm gets eaten the bird yeah so which are you the bird or the worm I'm the worm yeah me too <laughs> a motherfucker I didn't like that at all <laughs> it, that wasn't a uh, that wasn't it was nearly a Seinfeld bit it was like a Seinfeld bit that then um, becomes melancholic yeah it's like a depressed Seinfeld yeah because who you, are I, you the bird or the worm yeah what are we doing out here <laughs> we go here you bird or you worm and then I guess we're all worms in the end what's the deal with existence you die and then you're nothing forever <laughs> yeah, exactly you're alive what do we do you wake up you do stuff it actually does get a bit like that like but i mean but Seinfeld is a bit like i mean obviously larry david is a bit like that like, yeah but like look, look at seinfeld not. like look here would be a seinfeld bit like he would do like hey everybody you know you thanks to come out look at you y'all came out tonight y'all got your y'all got your uh, black seinfeld we're doing <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> I can't help but get there, Chris Rocky. Yeah, I, yeah. like, I am more fucking. I got more black in me than um, uh, people would would care to admit. Uh, so, so uh, that, especially after last night. Exactly, baby. <laughs> and he went there, folks. For Seinfeld, man, no, no. Look, this is be a bit from Seinfeld, and this is how it could get easily go into nihilism, like. But like yeah, where he'd be like, oh look, hey, hey thanks for coming out, folks. So look, y'all came out, y'all came out tonight. Look at you coming out. You come out, you get your babysitter. You know they take care of your kids. You go out, you get your car, you get ready. You come here, you listen to me. I talk. Oh, you laugh, and then you gotta go back. You go back, you go to sleep. You argue with each other, and then that's your day. That's your life. That's all you do every day. And then you wake up tomorrow and do the same again. People are laughing, but then Seinfeld inside. Like, <laughs> life is a vicious circle. It's a never-ending cycle of monotony, and it's a min until we fade, we get older, we lose everything. Everyone we love. That's basically why he's doing. Like he just but he just breaks down anything beautiful into simplistic and nonsensical. I don't think he's sad, but he's creating sad. Yeah, but what you just said sounded more like a Louis C.K. bit, to be honest. I yeah. feel like Louis C.K., maybe it, maybe that's what he did, is just take Seinfeld in that darker direction, like. Because they just that thing of, like, you go, and then you go, like, like what was that Louis bit about, like, it's like, you fall in love, you get married, you have kids, you grow old together, and yeah. then she dies. Yeah. And that's the best case scenario. Oh. Like, that is, yeah, yeah. That's Long live Louis. Louis. Yeah. What a yeah. bit. Yeah, maybe It sounds Louis. like it's nearly as good as some of my bits. <laughs> Oh, you'll see, Derek. I'm gonna be big, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, I love how you're like. You'll see. I'm literally the only one. <laughs> Still in your corner, like I'll show you. I'll show you. The only guy in my corner who who spits. Who's just like you can't do it. I'm like I'll show you one person. That's probably just my hallucinations. Anyway, <laughs> what are the chances you only have one friend left? Why the chance it's only one? More likely, it's a hallucination. I would say if there's a probability, if you if you had like twenty friends and you lose them, you think you're gonna lose all of them except for one? Come on, obviously, yeah. obviously that's a hallucination. That's. A I don't know if you're gonna hallucinate, you might as well hallucinate more friends. <laughs> that's a good. That kind of beautiful mind. He had a bunch of friends. Oh shit! That's what that movie's about. Yeah, it's all hallucinations. Yeah, and I I I have uh yeah yeah oh shit that's a good point. It would be good just. Um, yeah, I should hallucinate some better shit. While I'm hallucinating, kicking around hallucinating, yeah, I should really kick up the fucking, you know, kick up my A game. Mm, yeah. Yeah, a lot more ladies around. How are you girls? I like the idea, though, of being like, say, like, you're a boxer and, like, I'm the guy in your corner and then you've just got, like, wailed on for the round. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I'm like, come on, champ, no, you got to, like, duck to your left, go for the body or whatever, and you're like, Fuck you. <laughs> I don't think you should have punched at him. He was just, he was just trying to help. If there's anybody listening to this podcast, I, you understand that instinct where you're like, everybody is spitting on you in the audience, throwing empty cans at you. You're getting the shit kicked out of you by someone else. And the one guy in your corner, you go over sweaty and bloody. They're like, you got this champ. And you're like, 
I think I could take this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the only guy who trusts me. Yeah. I'm going to start hitting him with my bloody <laughs> yeah. fucking uh, gloves. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who are you to judge me? You're like, I, I knew I should have interacted with you, you fucking yeah. toxic piece of fucking shit. I said, when you said, come back and coach me, I said, are you going to do that thing you did last time? And you said, no. I and said, here we are. I said, no, I promise. And I grabbed your shoulders and looked at you and I said, never again. And you were like, God damn. Um, but, um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but Seinfeld, yeah. I like I like Seinfeld. I, I think I would like to meet Seinfeld. Do you know what I'd like to meet Seinfeld? So me and him together could shit on Pete Davidson. Because uh, you yeah. know he fucking hates him. Yeah, well, or does he? Because he, it's always surprising who likes him. It is odd. Uh, Pete Davidson, does he like Joe Rogan? No, he's never been on Joe Rogan. No, why did I think he would respect because I think I also I think Jerry Seinfeld I think more than anything respects hard work I think. Uh, yes, and Pete's not very hardworking. And uh, I think Joe is if if there's anything to say about Seinfeld. What are you saying? A Seinfeld being on Rogan? No, I don't. No, no, no. But do you think Seinfeld would like Rogan? Oh, uh, hard to tell. Uh, I'm worried about our podcast. I'm worried that it's just going to slowly kind of devolve into just me and you talking about Pete Davidson and Joe Rogan. I know. That's I mean, there's been a lot of episodes about that. <laughs> it's interesting, though, I think. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, fucking Joe Rogan talks about Joe Rogan all the time. <laughs> He's the biggest podcast out there. Jesus Christ. He does four episodes a week on fucking the exact same shit. Um, but, I, uh, yeah, do you think, uh, I think Seinfeld, this would be my bet, I do think Seinfeld would take the, I, I think he ha- would have a, a uh, it would be surprising, and he it would probably surprise Seinfeld himself. He'd be like, I actually like him, because he is a successful, like, he's hardworking, and he worked, and he... Uh, They've certainly met. Oh. Yeah, so, like, all right, and they certainly... I, I guess so, maybe not as much as you'd think. You, I think these people would surprise you how... Like, I don't think they're, they're meeting too much, I don't think. Well, I mean, Seinfeld, I mean, Rogan would have been doing, you know, the comedy store in the 90s, and Seinfeld would have been doing it too, obviously, as a huge star, and Rogan not so much. No, but Seinfeld didn't the do the comedy line. store. Did you not? No, do you not know the story? Oh, was he banned from the store? So, Jerry Seinfeld, for anyone who doesn't know right All the people who are fucking banned from the store are so funny. It's always like, it's always like all the best comedians of all time. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like Mitchie Shaw. It's like, I don't think they got him. Does that remind you of fucking many places? Like, <laughs> there is a weird eating in the comedy community where, like, for some reason, some places, you're just like, wait, who's banned? Oh, yeah. Every good person ever. Mm-hmm. So, like, Seinfeld was banned from Mitzi Shaw. My son's Polly Shaw. And you're just like, fuck, say your son is Polly Shaw? Yeah. How powerful was she that she was able to get her, like, idiot fucking son to be literally the biggest comedy star in the world for like only six for months. like yeah six months like <laughs> but that's still pretty good like just long enough to ruin his life yeah yeah um so yeah so jerry sanford went to play it right and this is what this is what jerry said he said he played it and she didn't care for him she did not care for him she didn't like his attitude this is before he's famous yeah she didn't like his attitude because jerry says he thinks she liked those kind of broken broken winged birds kind of she, right yeah she liked broken people she and 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 i was and he and he said i and i wasn't and then of course norm mcdonald was there and said uh you're a bird on the wire and uh, <laughs> norm mcdonald said to Jerry, when jerry said i wasn't a bro you know i i she liked broken winged birds and i wasn't and and norm mcdonald said uh yeah and you're you're a bird on the wire and and if if any bird wanted to get one of your spots yeah yeah, grabbed them and got them, killed them. Cherry's <laughs> <laughs> laughing at nonsense. But, but were those bands like permanent for the rest of your life? Because I mean, she wasn't really it even w- in the nineties really running it anymore. Yeah, it wasn't. Mitzi sure didn't ban uh, Jerry. It was banned, but like it was, I won't book you. So she didn't. She let Jerry Seinfeld know, I, I will. You won't be booked at this club. Right. So it was a ban, but it wasn't extreme as some other bands. But he never came because obviously. He no, he's been back out. since. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like in the '90s, obviously he wasn't banned from the comedy store, but maybe he didn't want to play it because he was like "fuck you" for. Because I know, like Louis was like that. He didn't want to play it because she <laughs> banned him. Like, oh yeah, Louis couldn't play it either. Yeah. But I feel Seinfeld probably. I don't know. I have a feeling Seinfeld is a bit less grudge holding y than Louis. Yeah. You don't get that impression from Seinfeld. You feel like he doesn't care. He's just too 
everyone is ants to him. <laughs> like, oh, you think that's yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, Derek, that's your projection. <laughs> Jerry meditates. Ah, there it is. Yeah, Always I'm... comes back to it. You think that's what meditators think? <laughs> They're meditating, thinking how bigger they are than ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I am the fucking universe. <laughs> me and David Lynch and... Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and as I like to do, include me and David Lynch in the same way. David group. Lynch is a different kind of meditation, though. Transcendental. But that's what Jerry does. Okay, but that's not what you do. I do a better kind of meditation. Okay. <laughs> My meditation is, how do I phrase this? <laughs> Superior <laughs> to their fucking childhood. But you know what's funny about David Lynch? Someone said, asked him about meditation before. About uh, He's like, I do transcendental meditation. He's like, oh, do you ever think about doing like Zogchen? He's like, no, no, no. Mine is better than every... No, he's like, this is the best type. Like, he actually got angry. He's like, oh, he's big. Yeah, don't, you know, don't start him on the fucking yeah, TM. Yeah. He'll like... There was there's this great talk where he gets some guy who's like a transcendental meditation teacher, and it's like, and the audience are all there for David Lynch, and then a transcendental meditation teacher, he like he just starts rambling, but then he says something that sounds like he's saying Hitler had some good points, and then the audience just start booing, and Lynch has to come and be like, "Hey guys, let's let's chill out, let's calm down." Like, That's amazing. It's, yeah, it's so funny. I know who that guy is, Bob Roth. That's Bob oh, Roth. That, yeah, probably. But David Lynch, yeah, no, David Lynch and Jerry Seinfeld, that's their hookup. And uh, and I think that's why Jerry is chill. Jerry learned about meditation when he was very young, actually, like 19 or something. And he always did it. And I'd also, Jerry just has, if you ever listen to Jerry Seinfeld, do you like Jerry Seinfeld, by the way? I do, yeah. In fairness, though, Larry David does not meditate, I assume. I would be Jesus shocked if that man Christ meditated. Man. Like, so I think you do need, I don't think Seinfeld would have been the same without just a Zen point of view. You probably need Larry David's, you know, That's very un-Zen point of view. That, I agree with together. that. But I do like Seinfeld, yeah. I agree with that. Talented. No, but I agree with that, though, because it's like, because people like Gary Shandling, Jerry Seinfeld, like they, you know, I think they practice meditation a lot, like me, you know, <laughs> many of us, David Lynch, all of us hanging out together. Uh, in a way, we're all connected. Uh, but um, they, yeah, they all study that. But it's like we were talking about Dune. In Dune, Dune has a lot of these instinctively. I forget the name of the guy who wrote Dune, but but uh, Frank Herbert, I think. There we are. He instinctively knew this stuff, like and like you know some of the stuff, like fear is the mind killer, stuff like that. It's all it gets very Buddhisty very quick. So it's not, it's not these. Yeah. So and then stuff like yeah, like Larry David, he seems like a wild man, but he's figured out a way of being in the world that doesn't require you know whatever like meditation or being religious or anything like that. He's weirdly enough, Larry David seems happy to me actually. And there is actually a zenness now that I'm thinking about it to Larry David's philosophy, basically going off curb, which I think is really him. I don't, yes. I don't think there's that much difference between it, the two it's, and them. It's and, and funny enough, in interviews, the fact that he actually tries to put more of a distance between him and his character in Curb tells you that it's way more similar. Yeah, yeah, because why would you bother otherwise? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If you pay closer <laughs> attention, it's definitely pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you've ever seen John Mulaney in his fucking whatever four acting roles. I think that's closer to John Mulaney than John Mulaney doing stand up like. I don't ever seen him act. It, I know he's in the new Bear season of the Bear. I haven't watched that episode. No, he's not. He is, yeah, apparently. <laughs> well he's in the new Pete Davidson vehicle of <laughs> Bob <Bupkis>. Kiss. <laughs> fucking Davidson. It's a movie about Pete Davidson's uh talent. <laughs> It's the yeah, it's the barometer of yeah. Pete Davidson's ability in stand up. Yeah. They asked him One, two, three <laughs> Bubkis. Yeah. They asked him like, Okay, we're we're gonna give you a show. What what what, what do you got for us? Bubkis. Bubkis. <laughs> yeah, let's go. You got it. Run with it. Yeah. <laughs> Pesci is is involved. <laughs> Pesci's interested by the time he said is. Someone's on the phone in the back. We have we have Pesci. Pesci's uh Pesci's interested. Maybe we'll turn out Pete Davidson is like uh uh Epstein. And it's all this like weird honeypot. Okay, you really have to expand on that because uh, we, you know, everyone who listens to our podcast. We can't let them to go afield and start saying that the High and Dry podcast is called Pete Davidson Epstein. Well, I think I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying that would explain, you know, Jeffrey Epstein was just this rich guy who hung out with a lot of rich people. And people were like, what's the deal with Jeffrey Epstein? And everyone just like, oh, he's just a great guy. 
yeah. he was a really cool guy. We like to we like to go on his plane. We like to hang with him. And then it turned out he was you know a sex trafficker. I've heard about things. Yeah. So maybe Pete Davison is doing some kind of shady dealings with all these people, and that's why they have him around. Yeah. And we just don't know what it is. Maybe he is a sex trafficker. Maybe all these celebrities are being sex trafficked. Oh, maybe God, dating that... Pete Davidson is actually being inducted into some kind of weird satanic cult or something. Oh like. shit! QAnon is fucking onto something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like I haven't heard QAnon pipe up about Pete Davidson. I mean, if QAnon did a Pete Davidson, if they put him at the center, it would definitely appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> if QAnon's big, fucking yeah, uh, yeah, Venn diagram spider, fucking with that piece of thread with you know little pins on a wall. And then Pete Davidson's picture there. I'm like, that actually makes a lot more sense than uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, but even QAnon's like, nah, Pete, let's. Do yeah, it. yeah. Nah, he's a great guy. Come on. Even QAnon's like, I'd like to hang with Pete. Trump's like, he's a great guy, great comedian, very funny. <laughs> Elon Musk is like flying shit to Mars. Yeah. He's like, hey, Pete, do you want to hang out? He's like, I'm yeah, busy, yeah. Elon. Well, it is weird that he's hanging out with like Jeff Bezos and Jeff Bezos like want to go to space and stuff. Like, that's there's some. What's he doing for these people? Like, there's something going on. I'm actually fucking sick of this shit, right? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? How chairman can a human being be? You don't even believe I can be a software developer. And fucking this fucker's hanging around with Jeff Bezos and and, and, and not returning Elon Musk's calls. What is this man? What is his energy? What is it like looking in his eyes? What is it like holding his hand? What is it like him putting his, uh, his hand on your back and, and, and patting it when you do something good what is it like him telling you where the toilet is do you just become life do you just become the energy of the universe do you just fucking fizzle into pure euphoria and nothing matters because you've never been born and you will never die <laughs> what the fuck is on the tip of his tongue man i don't think i will ever understand but that must be it man yeah, Jesus, one of the mysteries of the universe. <laughs> Talk about, forget about Dune. Let's fucking, let's write a whole fucking myth on Pete. Yeah, I think leave about that. Yeah. What is going on here? Who's next? Who's next, Pete Davidson? <laughs> and then Tucker's like, Pete's a good guy. We should all, you know, like him. Yeah. Why'd you judge Pete? He What's just, your plan? He just gets into him and like puts his hand on his face and suddenly he's <laughs> like, oh, Pete Davidson, a very funny guy. Funny guy? What's going on with these liberals? Don't like Pete Davidson. <laughs> these liberals don't appreciate him. Angry about his dog. What's a dog? Why don't you appreciate your fellow human beings? Your fellow human beings are Christians. Oh yeah, did he kill his dog or something? Well, just he killed his dog. The internet were on his side somehow. Literally, they were like, "Oh, Pete Davidson goes off on the ISPCA for being like, don't kill your dog." And you're like. I'm getting so much. No, I can't do. <laughs> I heard he skinned his dog and then wore it as a hat, and then fucking beat his dog to death with his cock. And everyone's like, "Guys, you you don't understand. He was doing a bit." And that was that was that was in Bubkas. <laughs> that was season finale of Bubkas, which nobody saw, so no one will ever know how bad it was. Well, you know, in, Bo in the pilot episode of Bubkas, he jacks off onto his mom's face or something. Yeah, and I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. That's that's a joke in the in the show. Edie like, Falco, yeah, as well, like. and it's yeah, fucking Edie Falco, who's like, there's no, you can't, yeah. She's like, I turned down every other, you know. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm Edie fucking Falco, <laughs> maybe the top of the top of fucking TV legends. Yeah, one of you know, I uh, was in the best show of all time, and they then in the, the best second best, like, no, and then in one of the best comedy. Like I've never watched uh, a Nurse Betty, a Nurse Jackie, but I will. I don't. Know if that's I've never watched. I don't know if that's considered like. Well, it's considered high up. Like it won a shitload of Emmys. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was in obviously wife of Tony Soprano. Jesus Christ. Yeah. How big do you get? Like. Yeah. You're you're, you're only second to you're only second to gave, the biggest gave the second best performance. I mean, yes. uh, of of the of the show, oh. which is also high up in all time performances. Jesus. Like, yeah, so good. I don't want to get too soppy or whatever, but like, just uh, like yeah, like if you watch her do that, 
Like, it is an incredible, because it's very understated. She fucking, she sits into it. She knows when Tony's, she knows how to play with Tony, man. Yeah, yeah. And she's and not, so, she never goes yeah, big. Yeah, she never yeah. has to do the, yo, but go. She fucking plays it incredible, beautiful, better than everybody. Yeah, they're so real together. Like, they really feel like they've been married all these years and shit. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. We miss you, Jim. Do you know that when I was working in, uh, I was working for, like, a theater doing, like, basically, like, telemarketing, selling, like, ticket sales, and they had all these leads and stuff and like the lead name would come up when you rang them and one time it was Edie Falco uh, but she didn't answer but I was so scared because I was like I don't want to like pitch Edie Falco on like season tickets to this fucking play and she's going to be like fucking go to hell Tony <laughs> 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 take go to hell Tony <laughs> you're fucking what are you calling me what are you calling me you're like Carmella what did I do yeah. All right. No, we gotta leave on a All fucking right. Edie Carmela impersonation. <laughs> Very timely. Yet yeah. again, getting to our American audience. Exactly. Yep. Uh, it's been our episode. Yep. Uh, See you next yep. week, folks. Like, subscribe, share. We love you. Exactly. Bye. Uh,